Hello and welcome to the Book of Acts. My name is Lloyd. We are walking through chapter 13 at the moment, where Paul and Barnabas have been commissioned by the church in Antioch to go on mission around the Mediterranean. I'm just going to pray, read out these few verses and then discuss it briefly. Lord Jesus, would you help us to understand your word today? Holy Spirit, we invite you to inspire us, to lead us into all truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So today we're going to look at Acts chapter 13, verses 13 to 16. So Paul and Barnabas at Antioch and Pisidia. Now Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Perga and Pamphylia. And John left them and returned to Jerusalem. But they went on from Perga and came to Antioch in Pisidia. And on the Sabbath day they went into the synagogue and sat down. After the reading from the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent a message to them saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, say it. So Paul stood up and motioning with his hand said, Men of Israel, you who fear God, listen. So previously Barnabas and Saul who is now called Paul, went to Cyprus as they start off on their first mission trip sent by the leaders of the church in Antioch, hands laid on them. They encounter Bar-Jesus who practiced magic and who was involved probably in the occult and who tried to oppose them in proclaiming the gospel about Jesus. So Paul steps up and rebukes him and speaks over him a judgment of God that he will be temporarily blind which is what happens. He goes blind. And Sergius Paulus, who's the governor, who's been hanging around with this magician, watches amazed because he's been hearing what they've been preaching and teaching and sees the power of this gospel that they talk about. And so we hear more today about Paul and Barnabas as they continue to Pisidia. So it says that the team Paul, Barnabas and the companions set sail from Paphos, came to Perga and Pamphylia. And we hear of John Mark, who's with them now. Um, he leaves them, he goes back to Jerusalem, but they as a team carried on going. So they leave Cyprus, they sail to what is modern day Turkey, and they go to Perga. And as the ministry trip is just getting going, John Mark, their companion, the one that they've been discipling, they've been pouring into, abandons them. And so we hear more about the impact of this situation, John Mark leaving in later chapters, how it actually breaks up the team of Paul and Barnabas. They, they split on account of this, this individual. But why? Why did he leave? Why did he have to return to Jerusalem? So it's not really clear. But he has a couple of thoughts. Maybe it was not what he had expected. Maybe it was too difficult. Maybe the transition in the leadership team from Barnabas leading previously to now Paul. Remember Barnabas and John Mark were related. Maybe this was just too difficult for him. This transition was quite difficult. Maybe it was done poorly. Maybe it wasn't explained. Maybe Paul's style or his bold approach differed to Barnabas, Barnabas's more pastoral approach and John Mark could not take it. This is all just suggestion, it's not 
it's not written in scripture. Maybe the journey into Turkey was too difficult, too far, too long. Maybe he was ill. So maybe he missed family and friends back in Jerusalem. Well, we don't know. But he leaves. And it seems like he left on the wrong note. He didn't, didn't inform them. He didn't seek their permission. He just left, disappeared. He didn't give an explanation to Paul and Barnabas and leaves on a sour note. And how we leave matters. Leave well, always, whenever you leave a situation, in a, a, at a job, a, a church, a ministry, leave well, get sent, get prayed out, never leave through the back door, always go out through the front door, openly, publicly. Don't do what John Mark did, disappear and cause problems with the... Cause what he did essentially breaks up Paul and Barnabas's wonderful ministry, as we'll hear in later chapters. So there's consequences from our actions, and we'll see this over the next few chapters. Ultimately, Barnabas has a very different idea of what John Mark's role is going to be to Paul, and they get into a very heated debate. But it's wonderful to know that towards the end of his life, um, Paul's life, we see in his, one of his last letters in book of 2 Timothy where he refers to the usefulness of John Mark and we also have the Gospel of Mark which is written by John Mark so we see that he did come back that he was useful in ministry that he engaged the church again and it's important to see this that failure is never final with God God always has more work for us to do. This should give, fill us with hope that even if you fail today, if you feel like you're a failure, you've messed up, you've disappointed someone, you can go back and start again. That's what the gospel is about. So the team go on to another town called Antioch, which is different to the one that they were sent from in Syria. And it says on the Sabbath they went into the synagogue and sat down. So the gospel was always given to the Jews first, as we said last week, and then to the Gentiles. The Jews always had the first refusal on this incredible news, this good news that their Messiah had come. They were the ones who were entrusted with the covenant and promises of God. And here is the fulfillment, their Messiah has come. So they're given the first opportunity to respond to that good news. So Paul and Barnabas are on a mission to bring the good news about a Jewish Messiah to that whole region. Where better to start than with Jewish people? Surely they'll be closer. They'll understand it better. They're steeped in the old covenant, covenant promises and synagogue worship. They understand something. There's a lot of commonality, a lot of bridges that are already in place. So start somewhere when you preach the gospel to people. Start with what's common. What, how can we connect together? So they humbly come over to see what is already going on. And they sit in the synagogue under those leaders in that church. And maybe this humble, gentle approach helped them. And it helped them to connect to these, the leaders of the synagogue, who then go on to invite them to speak later. So this humble approach opened the door to an invitation to speak. So it said, after the reading from the Law and the Prophets, the rulers sent a message saying, Brothers, if you've got anything, any word of encouragement, say it. So the structure of the synagogue meetings involves scripture reading from the Old Testament, praying, and then an exposition of those passages. So a message is sent to them, 
come encourage the congregation. The Word of God is a great encouragement, but often people need help to understand what does it mean for them? How do they apply it to their lives? So if God calls you into any form of Christian ministry, you should really only go where there's a welcome, where there's an invitation. Otherwise, you can find yourself battling on hard ground, fighting a brick wall instead of an open door. You can face opposition and you talk to people who don't really value your gifting or your calling. So an invitation and a welcome is so important. So this, this model <clears throat> gives them an open-handed approach and, and this welcome gives them the authority to operate. And it's, it's a great encouragement because they, they bring this encouragement to, 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 the, to the church. And that's, and that's what they're invited to do. They say, come, encourage. If you have any encouragement, tell it, say it, speak it. And so, once again, Paul stands up, not Barnabas. Paul stands up first, taking on that leadership role. And he motions with his hands and he begins to speak. So as before in Cyprus, where Paul took the lead in dealing with the opposition, with, the, with this evil magician, here Paul takes the initiative to preach. So he stands so that he can be heard and he motions with his hands to grab the attention of his listeners. He draws them into what he's about to say, catches their attention. And he was welcomed as a brother. He greets them as fellow Israelites who fear and follow God. And he beckons them to listen. Listen, there's more for you. And Paul was prepared to give a reason for the hope that he had, both in and out of season, because this is clearly out of season. He's, he's, he wasn't meant to be talking that morning, but he's prepared fresh bread by being in the place, the presence of God, the place of prayer, and he's got an encouragement from God to give to these people. So do you have a fresh encouragement for others? Do you need fresh encouragement from others? Gather together, read God's word, pray together, seek God's face and be amazed at what God will do amongst you. Do you, like John Mark, feel that you've let others down? Maybe you've failed God, maybe you've failed other people. Just remember that failure is never final with God. He has more for you to do. And that should give you incredible hope today, whatever your situation is. If you failed, whatever size the failure, however long ago it was, come back to God. Let's start again today. Maybe you've been in a leadership transition like Barnabas to, to Paul and the navigation of that has gone wrong. God is the great restorer of broken relationships, the healer of failed situations. Just feel and receive God's hope for your situation today. Bring your life before him today. If you've maybe never known what it's mean to follow Jesus. If your life as it is right now in totality is a failure because you don't have Christ as, as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to repent of your sin, to believe in the Lord Jesus and begin to follow him today. Surrender your life to him. Hand over the reins of your life to Jesus. Lay down your sinful past and come to Jesus today. Speak in your own words to him and begin to live out the life that God has called you to. I just pray your blood, Lord Jesus, over this word today. I just pray that anyone listening would be encouraged, that their hearts would come alive to your great purposes for them. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.